0: But it's like, okay, my needs literally have to come first. And that was something that was just so, so like foreign for my family to understand because it was like, oh, you know, you have to think about the others. In this episode, we'll talk
1: about honoring yourself, battling with loved ones, and feeling compassion for others. We'll dive right into Brie Michelle's courageous story, navigating through her family interaction and doing what's best for her. Be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to The Courageous Inner Beast. Today, we have Bree Michelle. Hi, Bree. Thank you for joining us, and please introduce yourself.
0: Hey, Tina. Thank you for having me. My name is Brie Michelle, and I'm a mindset coach based in Los Angeles, California. I love to empower people to just become the best versions of themselves through mindset shifts and mindfulness and self-love. So that's kind of oh. what I'm about.
1: Oh, that's so awesome. Like, it's you know, being that mindset, like there's everything is just about mindset, especially if you want to do some like action-oriented things. You can say one thing, but if you don't change it of how you think things, then how are you going to move forward with the action too? Mm-hmm. But um, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it as being a guest here. Um, So what is your one courageous story that you'd like to share with us?
0: Oh my gosh. So interesting to think about just like one story, but I guess like a sum of everything would be, you know, like when I was younger, kind of growing up, teenage years. I was your typical teenager, kind of always worried about myself. And I was told that that was selfish. And I thought, well, that's weird, because if I don't worry about myself, who will? You know, obviously, like, once I'm an adult and I'm out of the house, my parents aren't taking care of me anymore. They're not worried about me as much, you know, because I'm a grown-up. Who is going to take care of me and think about me? So luckily, when I was still, like, in that phase of, like, being a teenager and thinking about myself, I realized like, hey, there's nothing wrong with this. This is something that I need to continue. Can I like critique and curtail it? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. But this is something that I need to carry into adulthood with me. So it was really just like the moments of me doing things such as Maybe like we were having a family dinner and I was like the first person in line to get my food because I was like super hungry and I was growing and, you know, all of that stuff. So it was little things like that that kind of like led up to me just deciding, hey, I need to think about myself. And that's kind of what got me here to this point.
1: So, so I was curious that you, stated, you said that in, when you're, in your teenage years, mm-hmm. like, was it your family kind of, or maybe even friends too, telling you like, hey Brie, don't act like this, or like you're supposed to be thinking of other people besides yourself all the time, or how was that for you?
0: Yeah, so it was like mainly my family. And again, like it was pretty frustrating just because I had that realization that, hey, If I'm thinking about everybody else trying to make sure that they're fed and they have like everything that they need, who's actually going to think about me? Because it wasn't being, you know, voiced to me that, hey, if you stop thinking about yourself, like, you know, and think about other people, we're always going to think about you and make sure you're, you know, fed and taken care of and all of that. And I just felt like, okay, yes, it's really nice to make sure other people have their food and all of that at like a family dinner but it wasn't something that i should be doing like going forward in every single situation because this was obviously just food this was a family dinner but yeah. this i felt carried over to other things
1: What is it also meant like was it expected of you to be expected of you to serve everyone else first like you're not like you know what i mean it's like so yeah. the person's in front, right, mm-hmm. were you expected to be all, no, all in the back of the line, because mm-hmm. everyone else, it's important first, or as long as there's some people, for, for example, your grandparents, or your parents, yeah. you know, their should go first, or, yeah.
0: you know, you know, so it wasn't anything like that, surprisingly, like, okay. you would think it would have been, like, okay, like, the older people, like, eat first, but no, it wasn't anything like that, I think, You know, what I was kind of doing was every single time we would have a dinner, I was like the first person because sometimes things didn't start the time that it was supposed to. So I was like waiting and it had been like maybe hours since I had like breakfast or lunch, you know, for whatever meal that we were having together. And I was just like, okay, it's finally ready. I'm ready to eat. I want to be the first person there with my plate ready to go. So I think it was just kind of like this pattern of, I was always like the first person Mm -hmm. and that was like an issue for them. It's like, oh, let everybody else like go first. I'm like, well, everyone else is, like, sitting around talking. You snooze, you lose, so...
1: <laughs> you're hungry, you already know what you want to eat, like, when exactly. you want to eat. You're like, I yeah. want to eat now. Yeah. And so, wait, so how did, so how was the family dynamic in the sense of who, when, so for you, so when you're hungry, you go, Yeah. you <laughs> feed yourself. So how, yeah. does, how does your family dynamic of, like,
0: so when can you eat? Right? So... <laughs> Exactly. That That was kind of my question. So, you know, interesting enough, they were just wanting me to kind of be a lot more, I guess, like observant and like mindful of everybody else who was there and kind of give everybody else a chance to get up and kind of go to the kitchen or wherever we had like the spread of food. So Mm -hmm. that way they could also like just kind of be in line. I don't think it was like, Oh, well you have to go to the end of the line or you have to like, wait until these people have eaten. Like it wasn't anything like that, but it was like, okay, Brie, like you're literally like the first and only person there. Everybody else is still sitting down. So that was something that was just so annoying when it was happening. And I, again, like I didn't understand it because I thought, well, if everyone else is still talking or, you know, watching TV or just whatever they were doing, even if they were playing like a game and if I'm not doing that or if I don't want to do that, they can continue. I'm just going to focus on like the eating, you know, which is what I wanted to do. But it was kind of like, okay, we'll do what everybody else is doing. And then when everyone collectively is ready to eat, then go and like get your plate and serve yourself.
1: But at the time, like you probably be starving by then. And you're like, exactly. Like, if you're, if you're, if for example, having a brunch or lunch with family, you're mm-hmm. already hungry by 11, but no one's eating yet. So you have to wait at 1 p.m., for example. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, wait So how did you say that it also kind of bled into other aspects of your life? What other yeah. areas did it lead to?
0: Yeah. So definitely, just like with school, um, you know, I was always, a good student, but I would always make sure that I had balance and it was never like I was constantly like just worrying and studying all of the things and not giving myself time to do like social things or even like personal development stuff. Because back then I was still like I was already into that. And I was always reading books and, like, writing my goals and doing little, like, beauty practices, self-care kind of stuff. So yeah. I was always into that. And, you know, with school, you know, with typical parents, oh, make sure you're studying enough. Like, oh, you need to get, like, better grades. You need to get all A's. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting good grades, not straight A's because okay, <laughs> I really like geometry. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like math I was like not my subject so you know I was getting good grades but it was like oh well make sure like you get better grades and do this and do that and think about like your siblings who are younger than you and Mm -hmm. all of your cousins who are younger so it was always oldest yeah yeah I'd say oh oh, I I understand yes so it was like that pressure as well just to kind of like do everything like in this cookie cutter kind of way and make sure that those who were younger that were looking up to me, seeing what I was doing and then kind of followed suit. And I was like, I don't want to worry about other people when I'm doing anything in my life. You know, so that's why I said it kind of carried over to other things because school was something. And then like, once I got out of high school and like went to college, like that was a whole other thing. And then just, you know, day-to-day life. How you do things when you go to, like, I don't have like a nine to five, but when I work with like some of my clients and we're like in person, how I do things with them. And I'm always, I think like considerate of others is probably like the best way for me to describe it, but I don't put others before myself, in the sense of, okay, well, I'm really thirsty. I'm not going to say, like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit and continue doing whatever I'm doing. But I know I need something because maybe I'm feeling dehydrated or, you know, I'm coughing or something like that. So I've just kind of, again, carried that into my life now, where if I need something, I will just excuse myself and get it. And yes, I'll offer to like get something for those who are with me around me. But it's like, okay, my needs, Literally have to come first. And that was something that was just so, so like foreign for my family to understand because it was like, oh, you know, you have to think about the others. Like, what would they think if you just got up in the middle of the conversation or excused yourself? Or, you know, it's like, oh, be really mindful and respectful of others. And I'm like, I do that, but in a way that still allows me to honor myself and my needs.
1: Yeah. Instead of like, you know, that makes sense of balancing both ends it's like well at least when when you were younger and when you as a teenager you were Mm -hmm. like thinking okay i'm hungry i want to eat yeah and whereas like on the spectrum where you're like one size where you and then your your parents or your family they're on the other side it's like we need to overextend ourselves to other people and who cares what we need what right now and then they're 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 looking at you it's like what is brie doing they're not she's not supposed to do this and now you're and now you're, it seems like you're more in the middle of like, the, like you said, the consideration of other people, yeah. but also honoring your own needs. Like if you're thirsty, okay, I'm going to yeah. so get water and then, yeah. and then also ask them, is like, do you want water too? While well, you're getting exactly. water. Right yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so is it still, have they, are there still, I guess,
0: thinking in kind of that mindset or they're understanding more now from. Yeah so they're definitely more understanding now and I've just noticed that them having their own kind of like shifts with things so it's almost like now I'm kind of teaching them which is really nice you know I because know. it was always like oh you know well, we're your parents or we're you know like older than you in terms of like older cousins maybe aunts uncles we know best and now it's like oh well she actually is on something like she knows what she's talking about I'm like well and it's like was it um
1: wait so when did you have this realization that it's time to make this change and finally having this balance for yourself
0: yeah um oh my gosh you know I can't think of one exact like moment when this just came to me but I think it was just kind of like over the span of me getting deeper into like the inner work and having more, you know, love and compassion for myself as well as others and being able to look at others from this viewpoint of, okay, like they're just another human being. They don't know what they don't know. And they're just trying to survive, you know, to the best of their ability, doing things with the resources that they have and the knowledge that they have. So that kind of helped me to realize like, okay, they don't, mean it in this like mean or kind of like this weird way to make me feel as if like I'm selfish or whatever. It was just, maybe that's what they were taught. That's what they grew up doing. So they just wanted to kind of pass that on to me and it was just yeah. really taking a step back and kind of viewing it from that angle of okay it's not just about me this is literally something that has been instilled in them and they're just trying to make sure that I'm like you know a nice person like a quote-unquote like good human being yes. so it wasn't anything personal you know yeah. it was like this is just kind of what we do yeah. so. and it seems like you're like breaking
1: the cycle
0: in Mm -hmm. sense of
1: like how your parents were and you say you have siblings too so do they also kind of see like looking up to you say oh we're doing different are are they also kind of in the same path or whatnot with you or in the sense of in this topic at least
0: yeah I think so um I would say both my siblings are pretty like aware of other people for the most part and they're very caring and loving individuals and in they're both the, their own unique ways. So I do think that just me being me and kind of um, taking the actions that I'm going to take, regardless of who's like watching me, has definitely made an impact on them as well.
1: Oh, okay, Absolutely. that's so awesome. Um, so how is it now with, with everything that you need for yourself? like so what kind of how did you start it like what was the first few steps that you did in order to understand that having that balance for yourself
0: yeah so I think like the first few steps was definitely like taking a step back because I I think it was you know when I was a teenager of course again like you're just always so like involved with yourself and quote unquote selfish. And then I kind of had this little, this dip, this like tiny phase of where I was starting to think like, oh, well maybe they're onto something. Maybe I should be putting others like before myself. And I just kind of paused with what I was doing in terms of like goals and career to help others. I'm sorry if you can hear that it's pretty loud. Um,
1: I can't hear it. So
0: So I paused and I just kind of, you know, regrouped with myself. And I realized it's really nice to be able to help others with their goals and their dreams. However, not at the expense of my own. So I think that's what really shifted me into like, okay, well, I can do both if I want to, you know, but I have to make sure that I'm not letting myself down at the end of the day, you know, like, because I'm the one who is committed to my goals and my dreams and everything. So it was just coming to that realization and knowing, okay, I'm going to prioritize myself again, like I was doing in my younger years. And I'm also going to just show up for people and be there when they need me to be there and offer advice when they need it, offer help when they need it, but not over step and not ever do something to where I'm trying to make somebody like want to become like better or want to do something like I can't want it more than they want it for themselves so that's what I had to realize and luckily again this phase was very short-lived so it's not like I spent like a ton of time like just trying to help people and push them closer to the things that they were telling me that they wanted I just realized okay I can only control myself, and that is what I'm going to go back to doing is just focusing on myself and then, again, being a support system for others when and if they need it. You know, so I think that was something that I just had to realize, and um, it didn't take a long time either for me to realize that.
1: Was it, like, within a, within a year, that the time frame, or was it only a couple months, and you're like, okay, this is not, yeah, this is not helping I, others at all?
0: Yeah, so it was definitely more than a couple of months, I would probably say mm, closer to like six, six, seven months. Oh, okay. um, so not a super short amount of time, but not like a very long amount to where I felt like I was wasting so much time. And I, you know, kind of missed out on the things that I was supposed to be doing. So luckily, it was, you know, pretty short.
1: Oh, okay. So wait, does that mean like during that six or seven months, I think you were mentioning how like you were helping other other people even when they're not asking for it is that
0: well it was kind of of like so you know how when people will come to you and then they're complaining about something and they're like oh I just don't know what to do so it's that kind of thing where I'm like oh you don't know what to do like let's brainstorm let's come up with solutions like let me help you and you know let's figure something out so it was that kind of thing like where they weren't like blatantly asking, like, "Oh, well, what do you think? Can you help me with this?" It was like, "Oh, I'm just so fed up. I'm so tired of the way things are going. I don't know what else to do." And I'm just like, "Oh, well, you know, let's figure something out." So it's yeah. that kind of um, oh. Situation.
1: So at other times you were like the the fixer, the fixer person, like, "Let's fix it yeah. and then yeah. move on." But yep. then, but then you're coming, like you said, now that you're coming back to, well, if they want support, they could come to me, and, and I'll yeah. ask, and they say no okay, we'll navigate from that. So Exactly.
0: And this was also before I realized that a lot of times people, you know, they'll complain or they'll say things like that, but you can go in and you can try to help them all you want. But until they've done like the inner work themselves and unblocked whatever is standing in their way, they're never going to make progress and they're always going to become reliant on, you know, somebody else, whether it's you or someone else and their lives to kind of fight their battles and fix things for them. So I just thought, okay, you know, I don't want to enable anybody. I want people around me to be empowered to make their own decisions, to do things for themselves. And it's kind of like that saying of like, you can what, like give somebody fish, but if you teach them how to fish, like they'll forever eat. yeah. So that kind of thing. So now it's like, I try my best to get people around me, you know, family included to go inward and have a lot of like self-reflection because that is how they're going to just realize like, Oh, well I've been here before. What did I do last time? Did I like that result? How can I pivot? How can I change? And you know, some things it's not going to be that simple, something, or sometimes they'll need more help you know, they'll need their hand to be kind of held and doing some like reprogramming on levels oh, that they just yeah. don't understand. But, you know, for surface level stuff, it's like, oh, well, let me just become aware of what i have done before. And if I want to repeat that or if I want to make changes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's not, it's not as simple as all. Cause it's like, even if you're if you're reprogramming, you're reparenting yourself and you're looking at yourself, like you'll be digging up so many things that you didn't know you were pushing down and suppressing. It's yeah, like i I work I have my own inner work and I knew it's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> I mean I had, like ugly cries too. I'm like, <laughs> no, I still have so much work to do. And I also think that everyone has like have inner work things to do until they pass away. Like it was yeah. never, it would never be like, okay, I'm at my best. Yep. Yep. It's not, not <laughs> now. And so, yeah. And I totally agree with that too. of you know, Just working with yourself. And like you said, you can give a person a fish, but it's better to teach them so that mm-hmm. they know the tools, the techniques,
0: the yeah. skills
1: to like do their own thing versus like having this external Validation, external environment, someone to be around there, to always be around there. So, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: no, I, I agree with that. And how are you with it now? I was, like, it hasn't been a couple years, I believe. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So how is it now? And like, were like, how were your we relationships back then? From, has it kind of changed, or is it still kind of similar? As it is, yeah. Right?
0: So I would say they've definitely changed because I think before, again, I was kind of in that like enabling phase of like, oh, poor you. Let me like hold your hand and like, you know, help you with every single thing. Let me do it for you. And now it's like, I feel like I'm. You know, I'm still compassionate. I'm still like nurturing to those around me, those that I care for, and clients as well and honestly everybody I come in contact with. Um, but now it's like from this place of, oh, okay, like you're going through that. I'm, you know, sorry to hear that, especially if it's something like really um big and really uh like activating for them. But now it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Like what are your plans? Like where are you at? Like how do you need support? What kind of support do you need? Do you know what kind of support you need? So just getting them to start thinking for themselves. So that's kind of like the conversations I'm having now, even with my parents. And yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm noticing those changes with them, even like with how they're thinking, how they're doing things. Is it as immediate as I would like for them? No, you know, because we all want the best for our parents, but the changes are there and they're slow and steady. And that's all I can ask for, you know, that they're open-minded and they're actually open to doing some of this work and having conversations that maybe in the past I would have never said anything because I just wanted to keep them comfortable and I don't you know rip off any band-aids but I do try to get them to think and to kind of own their responsibility and all things that are happening in their lives yeah
1: yeah I can relate on that too like sometimes you want them to get to that point already Mm -hmm. but at the same time They're doing their best. Yeah. Slow, like you said, slow and steady. There's you see the changes. They're seeing the mindset of their work or even their perspective, it seems like. And there's like, there's no words for it. I'm just like, (laughs) I just feel so warm for you and your parents, your parents, and everything. Oh, I just it feels so good. And And I and I love that a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so. Uh so thank you for sharing your story, Bree. I really appreciate it. And just being here with us. So I was curious of like what is your one takeaway that you would like to share to our audience?
0: Hmm, one takeaway. <laughs> or you have a few things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um I'll try, I'll keep it concise and short, you know, short and sweet. Um my one takeaway is. To always honor yourself and to always do what you feel in your heart and your gut is right because nobody knows you the way you know you. And if we can just really trust ourselves and lean into that opposed to looking for answers in others or like other courses, programs, like videos, like it's like we're always looking externally for the answers but I just want people to know like we have the answers within and sometimes it takes a little while to dig them up, but just trust in yourself, trust in knowing that you have the answers internally.
1: Yeah. That hits home. <laughs> because I know that hits home because yeah, like really like pretty much what you said, it's everything that could change. It all belongs in within yourself. Anything that you want differently is within yourself there's nothing that can change but within yourself like no one around your friends and family can't change anything about your life Mm -hmm. if you were to move to a new city or new country whatever it's still there unless you work in it within yourself so yeah thank you thank you again for sharing and thank you for sharing your story I really appreciate it and you're welcome I it's like kind of also my own healing journey too It's like yeah Tina think for yourself do it yourself like the balance and consideration, like consideration of others, having, you know, being having the balance versus one way or the spectrum one way or the other. But yeah. Thank you. Um thank you everyone. Thank you everyone for listening in and I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. If you would like to get uh, know more about free Michelle, please look in the show notes and descriptions so to get more information with her. And look out for new episodes every Tuesday on The Courageous Inner Peace. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoy our conversation, please leave a review wherever you're listening and just give us feedback. It would be so appreciative. And thank you again for being here and listening to this story. Honestly, any, women's, any woman that's sharing their story, it means a lot. So I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you.